Let the deep waters of the sea resound Let every mountain, every hill sing out Let all the fields make a joyful sound For the Lord is King Well, thank you for joining in this week of, of Reflections and Readings. Um, we started this week by thinking about the hope and the promise of a, a sunrise each new day, a fresh start with our God. And then we've also thought about, about snow and the, the promise of God to, to show us mercy and forgiveness. We thought about the reality of, of God being with us in the storm and, and God promising us peace. We thought about rain and and the way God longs to pour blessing on our lives, but that challenge is God in his rightful place. Well, it seems fitting to end the week by thinking about the sun setting. Like the other weather focuses of this week, we can probably all remember a sunset, and I guess the weather affects the sunset, doesn't it? Is it a clear sky, um, or, or the clouds reflecting the glory of that sunset? The gorgeous colours um, are bringing a day to its close, to its ending. This time of year, of course, we get to see the sunset. It's a very civilised time of day, don't we? Um, somewhere sort of four, five o'clock. Um, and we've seen some, some gorgeous skies in the last week. But I also clearly remember one mid-summer's night. Um, I, I think it's is that 22nd or 23rd of June. Uh, I remember sitting out um, past 10 o'clock and looking out on a gorgeous evening with the warm colours of the midsummer sky as the sun set. Whatever time the sun sets, it stands for the end of a day, the close, the finish, a time to stop. I guess um, as we think about the end of the day, it's a time to rest and recuperate and be ready for the dawn of a new day. Well, we're going to read from Paul's letter um, today, uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Uh, chapter 4, 17 to 31. And Paul here is giving some very good, very practical advice to the followers of God. So, Ephesians 4, 17 to 31. Paul says, With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they've closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old nature, your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbours the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief... Quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. 
And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. This is a part of a chapter, part of Paul's writing. This is just chock full of practical advice of what the life lived um, in response to faith in Christ should look like. And I want to just focus on that, that line in the middle of this passage. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Now we know, don't we, that anger in itself is not a sin. In fact, um, there are things in life that we should be angry about. Anger has a legitimate, legitimate place. Those things that aren't right in the world should create in us a righteous anger that should motivate us to want to do something about them. But often the anger we feel is because we have been affronted, that we haven't got our own way, that we feel we've been poorly treated. Often the anger we feel is motivated not by righteousness but by selfishness and pride. We can be far too easily offended. We can have that desire in us to lash out and say things in the heat of the moment. And often our anger can be focused and directed at those we love, those around us, those we're closest to. And that kind of anger, of course, is destructive both to ourselves and to others. An anger that's not faced and not dealt with can fester and grow and poison can affect our relationships. And so this idea of going to bed feeling angry with someone is obviously not conducive to a good night's rest and recuperation and peace. But of course, beyond that, any anger that's not dealt with will grow. Sometimes it might be about just putting those feelings into the right perspective, coming to our Heavenly Father before we, we sleep and recognising that it's not doing us any good, recognising where they come from, that it's about our own selfish pride. It's a good time to examine ourselves though, isn't it? To ask that question, are we holding on to something, to some kind of anger? When we think about a situation or even a person, can we feel that anger rising and growing and taking over? Is it affecting our relationships? Maybe a particular relationship. Is it time for us to let go of our anger, to bring that anger to the heavenly, our Heavenly Father? Do we even need to repair a relationship with someone? Perhaps can we see someone and, and confess an anger, talk over a situation that's still leaving us feeling angry? Why not read back through this portion of Ephesians? Paul addresses anger in, in lots of different ways, with lots of practical advice. But wouldn't it be good if at the beginning of this year we removed some of that anger from our lives, allowed God to refresh us and renew us in that area?
we wouldn't let the sun go down on our anger so that the devil can get a foothold in our lives. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we've looked at so much this week. We've looked at different parts of scripture, different authors who have, have brought your word to us. And we thank you, first of all, for the hope that we have in your goodness and your faithfulness as the year stretches before us. We thank you that you have promised to be with us in the storms that we face this year. You've promised to be our peace, that you have the power to stand and say stop and cease. And we thank you that you've promised to bless us and we pray that you would pour your rain of refreshment on our lives. Help us to put those things behind us, those things that hinder our relationship with you and with others. Lord, wash us and make us clean like the, the driven snow. And Father, if there is anger and resentment in our lives, may we bring it to you. May we make peace with that person we need to make peace with so that we can go on as your faithful people into this year, knowing your blessing and your presence able to serve you and your kingdom. In the name of Jesus we pray. Let all creation sing before the Lord And every nation of the earth rejoice Let all the trees lift a shout of joy For the Lord is King Let the deep waters of the sea resound Let every mountain, every hill sing out Let all the fields make a joyful sound For the Lord is King River barren desert, howling wind and stormy weather. Every canyon, every valley, sing a praise and give him glory. Nature proclaims the glory of our God. Nature proclaims his name. Let all creation sing before the Lord. Proclaim